0: For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app available on Android devices.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Uh, 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 somebody uh, just woof. uh
2: I think that was bubbles.
0: <laughs> Episode 98. Woo! <laughs> We're in it to win it. We are in it to win it. We are inching ever closer to episode 100. Episode C, right? Episode C. Things are going crazy right now. It's true. But just so you're aware, we are not all in a room together. Mm-hmm. We do not podcast in the same room. So we are maintaining our social distances. It's true. And not spreading the coronavirus. The, the podcast was literally built for this. Yep.
2: I, I had we uh, I had a super friend message me, no joke, and said please continue to deliver the quality content he knows and loves. Mm. And I said, We will try. We will try. That's what
0: we're here for. People need us in these trying
3: times. In fact, I'm gonna promise that we're gonna we're gonna be releasing an episode every day for the
1: next eight weeks. Whoa. Hold on. Oh, on. on. Now? Okay. Now, I, I have a I have a bolder comment that's a little bit jazzier and snappier than that. I say we do a 24-hour live stream. Wow.
2: I, I feel like everyone I've ever heard talk about their 24-hour live stream say they always regret it and it totally sucked ass. So you're in.
0: Yeah, but they're not us,
1: right? I'm
2: totally in. It'll be in. different for
1: us. It'll be different for
2: us. Yeah. We're going to make it different. We're going to make it not suck.
3: Right. We're just going to play Phantom on a loop
2: in for fact, 24 hours. In fact, we're going to do 36 hours.
3: That's a lot of Phantom.
0: But it's going to be worth it.
2: That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, ah.
0: oh, good allusion to a fantastic movie that unfortunately doesn't have a sub. But it does have tonguey. And it does have uh, Kung Fu. Were you going to say coronavirus? I was going to say karate, but then I think that's wrong. It's probably Kung Fu. I don't know. Zach, you're an expert on this film since I showed it to you in college.
1: Is there a question? Or was that just a
0: statement? (laughs) That's it. Okay, yes, Kyle, I am. Thank you. (laughs) Zach, the expert on Kung Pao, enter the fist.
1: (laughs) I do right. love
0: that movie. <laughs> it is pretty darn good, and I don't know where we're really going, guys.
3: Yeah, I know. I think it's. I think we just what we're, <laughs> dive, 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 dive.
0: What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control, and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion.
1: I missed the Godzilla music. Well, we can put, him, we can put ah, it in, in there
3: every once in a while. Or we can find a micropod with like Godzilla animated film or something like that
1: would
3: be nice. Yeah, but that's not what There's we. Got to be something. That's not what we watch this time. Go, go, Von
2: Sitow. Go, go, Von Sitow. Go, Von Sidow. Go, go, Von Sidow Yeah, rest in peace. Just, just passed away. I know. We Aww. talked about him last week, I believe, too. Yeah. Uh, but he was part uh, of your Phantom Zone, and then he perished.
1: Yeah. In
2: the depths below. Uh, No, no, I think a much more conventional death of of old age, but uh, never retired from acting. Acted till his his final days there. Uh, I think this was his last or second to last movie. Being
3: vague, what is this movie that we're talking about, Brown? Alex, why don't you tell us, what did we watch
2: this week?
1: Yeah, we watched The Command, also known as Kursk.
3: Great, thanks, Alex. Hey, Alex, welcome to. The... How are you doing tonight, man?
1: Yeah, guess you could say I've got a case of the.
0: My Virus. Day. Oh, I was gonna say the Muppets. Maybe you sound a little bit like a Muppet, but.
2: <laughs> okay. We watched the command 2018 film. I think it's whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Released in 2019. though <laughs> Released in 2019. Come on. Um. It uh I think it, I heard somewhere that it uh has the alternate title of Kursk which kind of threw me. I thought there was already another movie called Kursk. Uh um, Was like a
3: documentary or something named Kursk? Was there actually another sh- not movie? Not
2: sure, but I saw an attribution to Max von Sydow as being in the movie Kursk from 2019. I'm like okay and if you actually do look on imdb the 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 videos attributed to this movie are attributed to a movie called curse so i guess it is an alternate title yes uh that said uh it starred matthias Schonartz. i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that correctly uh definitely not how do you pronounce it no i
3: don't know but that's definitely not right (laughs)
2: Are you, are you just assuming yeah. it's probably not right because right, there's a million different yeah. ways it could be pronounced? Yeah, yes. I exactly. would I would wager against it. I'll also wager against my pronunciation of Leia Seydoux, Although I've seen her a lot, she is a yep. uh, beautiful uh, actress, uh, rising star and talent. I think I saw her recently in the uh, uh, newest Mission Impossible, or maybe the one before that. I can't remember. Yeah, um, and
3: let me tell you, for a lot of movies, get those glasses
2: handy, my friends. Are you talking right? like blue is the warmest color? Yes, I am. That's what I'm referring to. Okay. She uh she kept her clothes on in this one. Uh and,
3: and in Mission Impossible, I assume, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh also starred Max von Sydow, and then some really I uh, pretty star studded talent here. Colin Firth, uh who played Commodore David Russell in this movie. So actually some uh pretty good strong support in this one. Um and yeah, you guys got anything to add here?
3: I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it was something that had come out like a while ago, but it's a 2019 American release uh, on Netflix now. So really anyone who's got Netflix can uh, check it out. But we've been waiting very patiently for this. I feel like we've, we've talked about it or heard about it for a long time. And now it's finally here. I do We haven't have one- known about
0: it. It's been in our radar in our sonar for a while.
3: I did have one thing to mention because usually what I do is I copy Wiki, Wikipedia page synopses into it just to like remind myself. So I went to the Wikipedia page. I don't know. Did anyone else do this to look at like what they no. talk about?
0: No. Nope. I write my own notes, Jamie.
3: Okay. Well, anyways, they. this is the entire synopsis off of Wikipedia. <clears throat> for, this is a synopsis for a film, by the way. 118 Russian sailors died during the 2000 K-141 Kursk submarine disaster. The Kursk sank during a Russian naval exercise in the Barents Sea after explosions within the submarine. 23 sailors survived the crash and desperately waited for help to arrive while their oxygen ran out. The Russian government refused help from foreign governments for five days before agreeing to aid from the British and Norwegian governments. In the movie, The 23 Sailors... Who survived the initial blast survived for an extended period, while three rescue attempts by the Russian Navy fail. In reality, all the sailors died within eight hours of the blast, thus before the first rescue attempt. That's what. That's they, the whole synopsis of the movie. That's the synopsis of, of this movie, which is more I mean, or, it or less just like more
0: the synopsis of the real situation. It's like a.
3: It's like a fact check, and that's it. And I'm wondering if maybe the Russian. I mean. Russian internet denizens, let's say, are vigilantly, keep, vigilantly keeping the uh, synopsis at a minimum. Ooh, a little conspiracy uh, theory, my yeah. friend. <sighs> I am digging it. Get some tinfoil hats ready, because that's what I'm thinking.
0: Well, while we're all quarantined, we can go and try to update this movie mm-hmm. and see if it'll stay. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a whole podcast. I still have a whole series where we try to change it, and then we get targeted <laughs> by Russian hackers. <laughs> We're combating the Russians online Yeah. Wikipedia movie descriptions. I like
3: it. It's it's good. But I thought that was very strange, so I even I copied it down so I could read it. Because it's real weird. All right. Should I get into it, though? Yes, it is. Get in we into should
0: it. get into it. All right. The curse. Start with Mikhail trying to ju- drown his son in a bathtub. Right. With a game, he says, hold your breath.
3: Yeah. So we open up and... We're like, I'm jazzed for some sub submarines, submariners. Get me in that submarine. Nope, sorry, we're on land first. And everyone's like, "Boo, fuck this." But anyways, Mikhail's spending time with his family. His wife's pregnant. He's got this young son. He is jolly as fuck. He loves everything. He loves everyone. He's like, my life is great. They're also about to celebrate the wedding of one of his comrades on the submarine. And so, like, we we jump over to another scene where he the his friend is getting. News that they need more stuff for the wedding. The wedding's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They want fancier champagnes, fancier stuff for the wedding. And so he's like, Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's like, Oh, I'll take care of it. And so they all go down and they try to haggle with the people who kind of run um, the stores for the base uh, because they didn't get their checks. The, the checks are delayed and so they don't have money. And so they decide, Okay, well, what about our special watches we have, our, our submarine watches? Uh, they're super special, and everyone loves them. And the guy looks at them, and we see them all walking away without any of their... They've traded all of their watches away in order to get them fancy champagne for this uh, for this wedding. And so when we jump over, everyone is so happy. They're celebrating. We get kind of introduced to some of our characters. There is... What was kind of the overweight guy's name? Oleg? Oleg. So Oleg's hilarious, and he's always telling jokes, and he's a little overweight. And everyone loves him, and he's there, and we got Mikhail, then we got a bunch of other people who are also Russian on the submarine, and they're all like palling around with their wives, and they're just having a grand old time. Really, it's, I think it's trying to show just how tight a community this is, because they all live kind of in the middle of nowhere in Russia, this place that's really dominated by this submarine base. And that's it. There's like nothing else really there. And so all the families are close. Everyone kind of lives. And it's all about the space and all about the Navy and all about submarines. Even like the parents um, are talking about how like their son wasn't died in a submarine accident and stuff like that. So it's like generations and generations have kind of lived and died with submarines being their entire life. It's kind of like our podcast, really. It's like our sons and daughters will carry on this tradition and really live through us with the submarine podcasting. Right, and that they that. should
0: take note. Take note, kids. Yeah, <laughs> right now,
3: right. do it, and I'll and do I'll, it. And I look sadly at the wall at Patrick's picture and be like, Ah, oh, Patrick, he died tragically in that submarine podcasting accident. But you know what? We all came together, and the podcasting naval submarine community really like picked us all up. And everyone's like, yeah, that's great. It's a really sad story about Patrick.
0: Um, it is. It's really yeah. sad. So, anyway, Mikhail gets really drunk and then he goes home and he's like, hey, I know I got my like nine month pregnant wife and my son's asleep in that bed right super there. Pregnant. But why don't I just take you in the next room real quick and a uh, little hanky panky? Right.
1: And,
0: and they, they do. Yeah. I mean, there's like a paper wall between them and the kid.
3: And then the kid busts through like the Kool Aid man
2: and it's like yeah.
3: Yo, what's yeah. going on in here uh, he's and like Mother Russia <laughs> did anybody
2: else think the space heater was gonna like catch the room on fire I don't, or something yeah.
3: it's in, any other, in, in any other movie that was gonna be something that you look at and you're like oh boy that's gonna burn down this apartment Manchester by the sea style and uh it's no just regular old space heater <laughs> but they're like they're also like oh I love you forever and I love you um, you're my you're my forever and you're my love and blah 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 they're like super in love so anyways, they're going She's out. Like,
0: don't die on a submarine accident. Yeah, try not to <laughs> die like on the submarine. that's going to happen. Right.
3: And so they're going to take they're taking out the Kursk. They basically it's I think it's even like the next day. They're all set to go um, on a mission and it's kind of explained that the Russian government uh, stopped had stopped for a long time doing big naval exercises um, I think partly because of money and just like everything was shrunk after the fall of the Soviet Union and so they kind of are laughing about how they used to do this every year this giant naval exercise and it used to be three times bigger but they're, they're trying to show off a little bit um, kind of the background of this is that Putin had just become president of Russia and so I think he was trying to bring some of those things back a little bit and so they're all kind of looking out and and it's like okay well the, the whole idea is that Kursk is going to go silent um, and there's two other submarines and it's going to come in and launch a couple torpedoes and get out of there and the idea is the naval the naval exercises to see if they can spot him and and hopefully the, the
0: Kursk is able
3: to go unseen as part of the exercise. And so the- No, I'm
0: not really certain on naval exercises, so maybe I shouldn't even comment on this. But do they usually carry Live torpedoes? Is that something you would have in an exercise? Um, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't
3: know. You know something we've seen... with
0: a payload behind it.
3: I don't know. Yeah, maybe they don't have a payload, but they have. it's going to cause some kind of explosion or something. I don't know. Because you're right. Because one of the things you see right away is that the people on the submarine. And it's kind of interesting to see them all like piling around, and then they have these really like serious official jobs, and they're like going through other things. So one guy is like the reactor guy. Another guy that we met is um, kind of takes care of the torpedoes. And then Mikhail and Oleg, they're kind of at the at the back of the boat, uh, and I don't. I forget. They're they're kind of like just checking on things and kind of uh, master the boats or something. I don't know.
0: Oh, and okay. I guess all right. So I've, I pulled it up and you know if they're going to sink a retired cuz they do mm, sink right yeah target ships or whatever so i guess you would yeah so what they have is they have torpedoes but they also have
3: a, a particular type of torpedo which they call like the fat lady or something and uh it's basically it's getting hot and so like one of the problems is it's a very unstable a torpedo and it's not really something that even when i was reading about it they didn't like to carry it cuz it was notably um kind of iffy on on what it could do it it had blown up a couple a couple other times and destroyed other ships and stuff so like people didn't like carrying them and it was getting hot but it was still within like operating temperatures and so they were um they were already getting kind of nervous and as they're kind of going and this is all just a very straightforward exercise they're going 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 they kind of mention it's rising um slowly and so you know we, we keep on going and at a certain point, they're getting very close to the point where they'd launch this torpedo to the point where they even start to move it towards the torpedo um, tube. And it starts going up really rapidly. And they, start to, they call up and, like, hey, can we just shove this thing in the tube and just, like, launch it, like, right now? Like, it's, like we're, we're getting worried. And the captain's, like, what's the temperature? And they tell him, he's, like, okay, it's still operating range. Like, don't do anything. And they're all kind of looking at each other, like, fuck. And at that moment, sp- Everything it explodes and obviously kills everyone in that torpedo room, and things are going pretty shitty because like it blows kind of a (laughs) hole in the submarine. Yeah, yeah, It's 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 maybe a a little a little understatement, probably. But um, and so crash into the seabed. Yes, and they're sitting there. Got
0: fire in the sub,
3: right? And they've they've closed off a bunch of the hatches, but things are still looking like semi okay at that point. Like there's things have been able to close off and. They can't get the 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 captain or the bridge on, so they're all dead too. But like a bunch of the compartments aft are okay, so a bunch of them are doing like okay at that point. And then there's a giant there's a giant explosion as the rest of the torpedoes go off, and so that blows that goes everything goes even crazier, and they go all the way back into what was it compartment nine or seven or something, or eight. I
0: think it's seven. Yeah. So now they and at this point after all these torpedoes go off. The It registers as a seismic event. Right. And we cut on over and we are introduced to Colin Firth's character. And he's like, why would there be seismic activity in that area? And then he's able to figure it out because he knows there's an exercise going on. He says, those guys just lost a sub. Yeah. Put me through to
3: them immediately. Yeah. And he knows the, the kind of head of the Russian Navy, but isn't really getting called back. So there's a lot of political stuff already happening because – He's trying to say, like, call this person that he knows in the Russian military, and that person's kind of not not yet able to communicate to anyone else. Because it's obviously a huge national security risk to be like, hey, come over and, like, check out our sub and help rescue the people off this sub. Because there's a lot of secret stuff, particularly the Kursk. Like, they even talk about, like, the Kursk was, like, one of the crown jewels. It's like, it'd be a huge prize for the British to be able to get on that sub. So... It's, it's already, it's kind of this like tricky situation, but Colin Firth just wants to help the people on there in case there's people who are still alive.
0: Maybe, or maybe that's what he wants us to believe, but he right. really knows. He's like, hoo, 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 I'm looking to make Admiral here.
3: Yeah. So now we kind of get three different stories, well, four different stories really going because, because back home, the wives hear almost immediately that something has happened. Like, obviously, something pretty serious has happened. They are informed of that. And they're looking at the recovery boat, which has the uh, deep-sea recovery vehicle, the the DSRV, sitting on it, and it's not moving. And they're like, shit, they're dead. Uh, So that's, like, the first thing that they're thinking. The Russian Navy, they have a little kind of underwater drone thing, and they send it down there, but they don't have the sound working. So all they see is just devastation. The whole front of the submarine's blown off, and they're just, like— is it possible that anyone's alive? And they're thinking, no, but they don't have the sound, so they wouldn't be able to hear the tapping. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the tapping. And in the meanwhile, in the submarine, they're all trapped in this place. They're trying to they stop all the leaks and that kind of stuff. It's freezing in there. And so they basically need to keep the power on. Eventually, they need to start making because uh, if they can keep the power on, they don't have to make uh, oxygen by this, like the really dangerous method, like the chemical method because um, there's so much water in the area that it would, it would have the chance of causing explosion to use the chemical method of creating oxygen. So they need to keep the the power going. And so that's still going, and they have lights, and they have, like, oxygen being made, and they've stopped the leak. So they every hour, they kind of tap on the top. And one of the guys is kind of freaking out. He's like, we should just swim up. And they're like, you're, you're fucking kidding me, because they're just like... <laughs> There's just like no way really that they could free dive up there because they die of the bends before anyone could get them. Uh, yeah, there's remote no
0: decompression chamber on the yeah, just no ships way. that are above them. And we've kind of seen a character like this in most of the trapped movies, I would say this would right. fit Someone, into the someone trapped who kind of freaks series. out. Yeah. Right, because it's not looking great. Right.
3: At so all. so can I ask a question? What what would you have done? Would you have free dove up to the surface? Me? No, no.
0: What's the point? You would have, you would have died anyway. I would have died. In I guess record. it is science, yeah. So, I would have just hung out, yeah. broken that booze cabinet. Right. I would have, I would have pushed I mean, you, obviously Leo. Obviously, you try to stay alive. I would have, yeah.
3: I would have shoved Leo out of the way and been like, "Don't let this newbie handle like dangerous chemicals."
0: Lesson yeah, one. Yeah, I know that was a little odd. That hey, if you even get a drop of water on this thing, it will explode. Okay.
3: Yeah, have you ever done this? No. Okay, you're in charge do it from now on um so anyways they're, they're like every hour they're tapping on the thing and they're getting super freezing and stuff like that eventually they fix the, the russian navy fixed the sound and they hear the tapping and so they're super excited very um, dramatic
2: scene though because yeah. they don't have their watches they forget to tap oh, on right, the yeah. hour <laughs> I'm like and oh so then they have to, to stop dad, yeah. the
0: entire naval exercise so there's no sound from any of the props coming up top Yeah. And so they uh, they informed the wives back
3: home. And so now they're excited, but they start to get the feeling that they're not being told everything because all they've heard is that there's tapping. The boat's gone off with the DSRV, but then they're being stonewalled every time they go around of hearing anything else. They hear nothing other than, oh, we're trying to rescue them. It's like, well, how many people are alive? Where was the tapping occurring? Uh, what is the rescue plan? How many boats are helping? Have you... Because like even the... Because he's not getting called back, Colin Firth goes like an other route and makes like a public statement saying, we offer our help. So the wives even see that the Norwegians and the British are uh, available and ready to help with like state-of-the-art equipment. Because it's saying that the Russians have like really old equipment now, follow the Soviet Union and all that. And so their DSRV is not very good. And here's like these other nations being like, hey, use our really super special, like new ones. And they're they just don't they don't want to do that at that point because it's gonna, it's like a big top secret or whatever. So, anyways, they try to go down with this DSRV, and everyone's super excited, obviously, in the submarine. They're going to get rescued, and it tries to latch on, but uh oh, it tries to, it goes on, but can't get a seal, and then it runs out. Of, it's running out of battery, and they have to go back to the surface. The battery so on this thing
0: drains so fast, yeah. it is out of control. Well, that's the biggest problem, right? They
3: said, oh, do you have an extra battery? No, they sold it. Uh, do you have anything better? No. Like, blah, blah, Whereas if they had had like a better uh, sold DSR it to like v... some
2: Titanic uh, um, tour guide crew that they take you right, down yeah. to see the Titanic.
3: Which made me, <laughs> right. made me really intrigued. I was like, wait, really? I can do that? <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But that sounds actually really amazing to be super rich and go see the Titanic. It's crazy. And
0: this DSRV that they are using, it looks, it's painted like a clownfish. Yeah. Like uh, orange and white. And that's actually what it looks like. Right. I don't know why they went with that color scheme, but yeah. it's what they've got.
3: So anyways, um, back on the submarine, they are starting to run out of uh, kind of everything. They The lights go off and the generator goes off. So they don't have oxygen being made anymore and they really don't want to use the chemical means because a they don't have the chemical pellets they'd have to go into another compartment that's like filled with water and get it uh to be able to do it and b it's dangerous so they'd rather just have the generator going but eventually they're all starting to um you know pass out because of how the lack of oxygen in the room and they're like, okay finally you have to do it so mikhail takes another guy i'm forgetting his name kind of a hero of the <laughs> story but i don't know i don't know his name and it's like you're coming with me and it was pretty amazing i mean i guess this is one of those things with being in the military maybe and stuff like that but mikhail who's the leader of the bunch because of his rank looks at this guy who's just like standing over there and it's like you you're coming with me and helping me do this and it's like the super dangerous thing, and he's just like okay, and drops stuff and just like starts going to it. I was like, holy! I shit. believe it was.
2: I believe it was Sasha.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, whoa! Like I would have been like, but why me? Why, why can't he go? <laughs> God, I don't want to do that. But anyways, they go down and they swim. And part of the problem why he needed another person is that Leo, who was the guy who kind of knew where these things were going to were held, um, was uh, didn't know what locker it was put in. So there's like this whole bank of lockers. So they have to swim down and they can all hold their breath really long, I guess, because they're Submariners, but they swim An down. An insane amount of time. Yeah. And they swim down. I guess it's like Tom Cruise because he, I don't know if you know this, but Tom Cruise can hold his breath for a really long time. He is that real? Fact, or is that just oh, you know, yeah, yeah. for- For some movie he, I forget what movie it was, he trained himself to hold his breath for over five minutes. Wow. And what? So, That's
1: insane. I'm, I don't know
3: what. So, all right, oh, here. here
0: we go. USA Today, 2015. Cruz can hold his breath underwater for six minutes. Six oh, minutes. Shit. Told you.
2: Look at me. I can do two minutes, which I thought was impressive. No, so like I, I you can train that good.
0: Yeah,
3: nope. You can train yourself to do this stuff. So I think that's what they probably were. They were they were trained for that kind of diving stuff. So they swim over and it it is legit. Like five minutes of them kind of searching around trying to find this stuff. Sasha tr- starts to have a lot of issues as they try to get out, back out. They find this stuff and and he basically passed. I was like, oh, he's dead because he's like breathing in water and all this stuff and like a goddamn superhero I Micah mean, kind of grabs him around the neck is pulling him all the way through this stuff eventually like signals like thumbs up to the people on the other side of the door in the compartment he's in they open the door it, they stream out with all this water they close it again. Sasha's sitting there, like, come on, he's dead. Like, what's the big deal? And immediately he starts coughing up all the water. He's he's totally fine. It's like, whoa! Well, like, they're heroes, and Mikhail's like a double hero. It's amazing. And anyways, so he has these uh, cartridges, and there's ten cartridges, and they should last them like a pretty long time. And so they start firing them up, and that's when they explain, like, this is actually really dangerous. Like, you you can't fuck this up, or we're dead. And Leo's like, okay, I got it, but I'm, I, you know, I'm going to fuck it up, right? And he's like, yeah, I know. And then uh, they're telling jokes and stuff. I mean, it's really getting dire because every time the DSRV goes down, it's the worst, and basically can't can't uh, latch on. They try it three times, and eventually, and, and at the end, they're like, feign. And so they ask the British and the Norwegians to help out. They've already come over because the the Russian general uh even said like come on over here but they were still being stopped for one more try of the DSRV. And so Well, there
0: was all kinds of press conferences and stuff going on too where oh, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Russian Russian higher-ups were getting grilled by people. they really weren't saying anything. Of it's like the was most the most on.
3: emotional scene of the movie probably was when they they're confronted by the uh by the wives by and and About like what's going on. Yeah,
0: in the press conference. Yeah. And so they start grilling them, say, we've got people down there who are dying. You're not telling us anything. And people start getting really fired up. And then they recreate a scene that actually happened, was in the news. It's insane if you watch it because one of the women is just yelling at them and she just wants answers. Somebody comes up with a hypodermic needle, sticks her, and then like she passes out and then they take her away. And that actually happened. Crazy. and it's on television it's crazy
2: awesome yeah. i didn't know that yeah yeah we'll so. find the link we'll put
0: it up it's it's really if you saw something like that in us television you'd be like what the heck was that
3: yeah. so and that's max von is like the um The Russian guy. It's kind of interesting, a small change here from real life, because I believe it was actually Putin who was uh, giving that press conference, I think. And he was like newly elected or the new leader, Um, which seems kind of crazy that that it would be Putin directly talking to the people. But uh, I may be wrong about that. I don't know. I don't check my facts. Um, So anyways, as this is all happening and as you think they might be able to help them, because finally the Norwegians and the British – uh, have their shot. Uh, they're kind of, I don't know. They're, they're loosening up. It's everyone's dying. Mikhail writes like kind of a, a note to his his uh, his kid and and wife and unborn child, and kind of expresses all of his emotions about um, what's going on with him and how he's pretty sure he's going to die. And but they start to like laugh and and just try to make it a little light, just because you know got to go out laughing or whatever so they they're telling some jokes some jokes that they've they've said before so these lame jokes or whatever and you see leo kind of laughing and they're all getting drunk too and he he stumbles with the with the um, oxygen thing and an explosion occurs and basically a bunch of them dive under the water but once the explosion has occurred uh the oxygen in the room is going to go out so they get up top uh, out of the water after the explosion. A bunch of them are dead, but they look around and say, how long do we got? It's basically two minutes and they're going to suffocate. And so they spend that time kind of just being like, glad to serve with you and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they send a, uh, yeah. a sea shanty or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And
3: then we see the DSRV get down there and some divers go out just to make sure that there's even a possibility of of uh, you know anyone in there and they bang, bang on the door. But it's at that point, it's been so long that it actually filled up with water. So they they had been staving off these leaks in that compartment. And they kind of took over uh, after they had all died and filled up the compartment. So then they open it up. They go in. And there's all the dead in there. And so they're able to get out the notes, stuff like that. And that's kind of a true story, actually, as well. He wrote some notes that they were able to give to his, Macau to give to his wife. Um, and... How does the movie oh, – oh, yeah, the movie ends with the funeral, right? So it's Mikhail's funeral, and she kind of reads these notes and what he, he wanted to express to them uh, and his unborn child and stuff like that and about how he, she needs to keep on living her life and find love and stuff like that. And then Max von Sydow is there, and he's, like, saluting everyone and wants to give handshakes to, like, the kids whose parents have died uh, – her fathers have died, and they refuse to shake their hand. And afterwards, everyone's like, good on you to the kids kind of sticking it to the Russian government.
0: Right, yeah. They give uh, Misha, is his son's name, they give that guy some love. They say, you really did it. And then Misha, the whole time, he's just staring down Max von Sydow. And at the end of the movie, he's staring off into the ocean. And this is when you know that the Command 2 is going to be called the Command 2 Misha's Revenge. Right. (laughs) Set in the year 2075. Dun, dun, dun. Water Maxido is now a cyborg. Happened. Yeah,
2: that that's how Max Von so actually died. This kid mistook this guy for an actual bad guy and, and killed him. Whoa, very possible. Very dark. But uh, I think the guy that bought the uh, submariner watch off off uh, Misha's father Mikhail uh, gives it back to the son at the end of the movie. Uh, and the sun puts right. it on and the movie ends.
3: Yeah. I would do that too because I'd be like, Dead Man's Watch. I ain't wearing this. Right? Would you, you would just throw it in the ocean? Yeah. Just like Rose and the Titanic. Oh, nice. Titanic. Sorry. Not the Titanic. That's a different movie. That's probably. it. Came that in
0: under time even. Wow. What?
3: See, I'm getting better at this. It's only taking, taking me
0: 100 episodes. Yeah. Right. It will. We had a couple of those ones where we have to do in really shorts. So now you're like, oh, let's get this done. He's learning how to cut the fat.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm like, forget uh-huh. that character. Who needs
0: her, right? Who needs him? What? You don't yeah. need him at all. No. But that's it. That is the command. AKA Kursk. AKA The prequel to the Command 2, Misha's Revenge.
3: Oh, it's an interesting title they chose. <laughs>
1: Alright, who wants to go first in terms of like that? Reviews. Wait, not love it or hate it? Or is that out? Oh, you
3: can no do do it. Do love it, love it or hate it. Love it, hate it, love it, hate it, do it, do
1: it now. I want love it. love it first. Love it. We're going with Love It, the Command, 2018, came out in 2019. Love it. This Love It review comes from The Riddle fifty three. This was posted on December tenth. 2019 a simply fantastic movie i've watched every submarine movie possible
0: and all this right is, yeah, yeah.
1: right there <laughs> let's get this guy
0: on all right we got to find this guy the
1: riddle 53 if you're out there we need you he's probably watched like eight submarine movies i know <laughs> there's just no way he's watched all the submarine movies can i i'm gonna finish his review can i can i do that
2: no all right move on to the suck it.
1: hang on this won't take much time I've already said (laughs) I've watched every submarine movie possible now the rest of what I need to say from the Riddle 53's review is this that I'm about to say and this is definitely a sleeper movie to watch that's it Hmm. Zero out of Zero found that helpful
3: yeah I was going to say he kind of built that up with all his like credentialing but mm-hmm. didn't didn't really work out so great. There's
0: I would sh- like to get in contact with the Riddle fifty three and just compare lists, I guess. Credentials. Um you know he, we bring out like Moby Dick two thousand what was that one? <laughs> two thousand eleven. Twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten. Twenty ten. People be like what what
1: is that movie? Band- you know, you know the, the, the Riddle Fifty Three though. He's he's a, he's been an IMDb member for seven years, so he's he's got some Ooh. experience. You know, he's seen his fair share of films. If you if you were, mm-hmm. I do not doubt it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: he may know some that we don't even know about. He
1: has. He's created a list. Do you want me to tell you what list he created?
0: Is it about sub movies? Uh, it's called Kung Fu. Well, well, well. Surely really brings things full circle. I think time. you have to...
3: We should probably save that for season... What season is Kung Fu movies?
2: 39? Uh, um, let me make sure I'll, I'll add that if it's not.
1: All right. That's good. So, should we move on to hate it while Ben does his computer techie stuff?
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> hate it. This is from Server Master, November eleventh, 2019. One out of ten. A lot of lies. It's titled
3: mm.
1: Russian Bot. Good. Here we go. This man uh, or female or whoever <laughs> wrote this review, um, starting with the numeral number one. And then it goes as follows Almost all the tripulation of the Kursk died immediately. Okay. The few survivors died in the accidental explosion portrayed in the movie. Okay. But it didn't occur. When the great European and American governments offered their kind help. It happened less than 10 hours after the accident. Two, no bad government problem. American or European governments would have made the same. Nuclear subs had state of the art technologies, the most secret advances. Nobody could easily accept risking so much vital information. Three, the curse crushed into the soil at a 60 degree angle. It was impossible. To achieve the rescue method portrayed in the movie, the Kursk would have been almost horizontal to get it. In the movie, the Kursk is horizontal. It is not true. Four, the Russian rescue subs sold to visit the Titanic had not been sold. They were in the Russian Navy, but they were not used for now obvious reasons. One out of five found that
0: helpful. I sound hmm. like an idiot. Wow. Casting a stone, Ben. That was Idiot. Server Master. Server Master. Hating on this flick.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: All right. Who wants to do the first reviews? I want
0: to hear Kyle. Kyle do. All right. A while ago, I built a little spreadsheet calculator that factors in certain things. And I haven't used it in a while, maybe because we went into Godzilla movies and it's hard to apply that with things like sub-action and acting. So I kind of got away from it, but I went back to it for this one. So I think this movie isn't really highly reviewed. The scores aren't great on it. And I don't know if it's just because it's a sad movie and Russia's covering things up, and people are like, why would they do that? And there's so much back and forth. But I thought the plot was good, kept me engaged the whole time. I enjoyed it. Sub action give that a 10 out of 10 on sub action. I thought it was really good, everything that was going on in there. Acting, I thought everybody did a great job. It was kind of odd to have, a, I would call him superstar Colin Firth in there, playing a supporting type role, but is what it is. The sound I thought was really good. Visually, I really like the way that these new submarine movies are looking. You look at something like Wolf's Call and Black Sea and this now. I think they're they're able to really get in there and make you feel claustrophobic when you're in the sub. Was this movie enjoyable? I I enjoyed it. I was engaged. This wasn't one of those ones where we sit down and I'm just waiting for it to end. I had a good time watching it. And we did have some of our normal things here. Fire in the sub, had wrenches, we had a mini sub, and we had water in the sub. So, taking all those things into account with my little scores that I have given each one of these categories, this movie comes in at an 8.18.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: God, that's a high high score. That's a high score. I know. Well it's I have to nuts. I have to let the numbers do the talking. Wow. So I sit there afterwards and I'm like, oh, what do I think about this? And I put a number down and did, 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 did. Can't, you can't. And yeah, you can't you can't argue with math. You can't. And so when we get I think I'd mentioned this before, whenever we get fire, wrench, mini sub, uh, suicide, fish in the water, water in the sub, or depth charge. You automatically get an extra tenth of a point. It's pretty good.
3: What's good next?
2: Not me. Okay, I'll get in here. Do it. So uh, I agree with a lot of things that uh, that Kyle said. Uh, I I would add that I thought the cinematography was great, which I, I guess kind of caters into his point that uh, he was saying they're starting to these submarine movies are really looking uh n- nice uh nowadays. Um but yeah this they had this looking really nice. I saw that uh Luc Basson was uh involved in this uh film. Uh the the musical score was awesome. I loved the uh the sort of uh castrato sort of uh, choir boy uh, song that they had at the beginning of the movie and then it it sort of set the theme throughout the rest of the film you could hear it at kind of the most haunting moments of the movie it reminded me of the uh, Das Boot uh, little song or jingle uh, that uh, jingle I guess definitely not the right word because it was such a haunting song in uh, Das Boot that they would play too Um, but yeah, it it really did, uh, have that claustrophobic feel and that really dark edge to it. Uh, didn't pull any punches and was, was brutally honest. Um, again, it kind of makes you think about the movie when you're done with it and, uh, kind of illustrates how the Soviet Union took all these measures to cover up their embarrassment in the moment, but. 20 years later, 10 years later you're going to have uh, these movies be made about it and, and then the, the, the whole world as a whole is going to kind of see the, the error and missteps of, of your ways here. Uh, if you think about something like Chernobyl that was really uh, prevalent and pr- prominent uh, with the, the new series that came out on HBO this past year uh, and the attention that it brought to that incident, uh, the Soviet Union trying to cover up their uh mistakes back in the day thinking, you know, they 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 would be uh able to do so. Uh but then something, you know, on on as grand a scale as uh HBO miniseries comes along and uh gets the highest scores of any television series of all time and everyone looks at it now. Uh what would it be, 30, 40 years later. Uh so this was kind of the same boat. Um, and as Kyle just posted the the link to the lady being uh, subdued with uh, sedative uh, in the crowd. The Soviet, well, it wouldn't have been the Soviet Union in 2000, but Russia trying to cover up their their missteps here, um, kind of put on full display in this film, has a very dark and somber ending. Uh, I didn't uh, necessarily like the, the very uh, final scene. Uh, it was kind of clunky with the boy. Uh, receiving the watch. I don't know. They, they could have did something a little bit more impactful. Actually, I, they almost could have just ended it in the church when everyone uh, denies shaking the hand of uh, uh, Petrenko, played by Max von Sydow. Then he kind of storms out of the the the, the, the church after the, the kids kind of take a stand and um, deny shaking his hand. Uh, but it was, it was a little clumsy of a final scene, but everything else in the movie I really liked. There, there was... Uh, Um, that human connection I knew they were going to do something of of kind of the uh, impact back home when I saw that Leia Seydoux was in it Um, kind of reminded me of like Submerged or Grey Lady Down where they kind of cut back to the women back home Uh, this was way more successful than those two movies though Um, Submerged if you remember was the one with uh, the mumps and lungs uh, guy uh, played by Sam Neill uh, Swede Mumps and, and it kind of felt really tacked on in that movie to have the women back home and I think it was because the, the story was so thin on that one this one uh, it, it did feel very well acted of, of the people back home and it really again it had that element of what Russia was doing to uh, cover up the incident and there was actually some dynamism and excitement to it And it, uh, so as a whole the whole movie kept me captivated not just the submarine action which was a 10 out of 10 for me as well uh, Kyle, um, so the the whole movie, I think it was a solid showing. Um, I am surprised by how low the IMDb score is as well. And again, maybe it is just that American audience thing—they want something, you know, fun and uplifting—and this is certainly not that. Um, so I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would recommend it to all of our listeners and and submarine uh, fans and aficionados out there. I'm going to give this once again another great score to match and rival what I gave last week's movie. We're finally firing on all cylinders here. I'm going to give this an 8.5. That's
3: an 8.5? Is that
2: right?
1: That's
3: an 8.5. Wow. Uh, right. Zach, Zach, do you want to go first or should I go next?
1: Um, I'll go. So no? okay. not much new things to say. Um, let me look at my notes real fast. Um, I don't know why I wrote that. That didn't make any sense. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you guys said it. this was a good, this was refreshing. You know, I missed last week, but it was good to watch an actual full fledged submarine movie again. You know, it, it was good to be in the sub, down deep in the water with men. It was good stuff, and um, I didn't realize. I think until about 20 minutes in that this was like based on a true story. So then I looked it up and then I probably shouldn't have because I think I would have enjoyed it more not knowing anything about this situation, this crisis that happened. Um, But it was good. You know, I I thought the acting was great. Kyle, you said the visuals. um, It just looked good. I thought the scene when the sub was, oh, what was it? Underwater and those explosions. I think it's like when it was. They were like, the, the, the temperature can't get above, like, 185. And it was, like, at 600. And then it just all shut off. <laughs> so then it was, oh, like, yeah. 12 seconds later. then they just all blew up. And they did that sweet shot from outside of the sub. And it showed, like, the water cloud just go, like, Bloof. It was awesome.
0: So, and those implosions on those yeah. explosions are pretty darn cool. They
1: were sweet. It, it was really cool. Uh, I liked it. I would never watch it again, knowing what happened. Because it doesn't leave you... You know, it doesn't leave you happy. You know, I, I mean, for a comedy, it kind of missed the it missed the mark for me. So <laughs> with that, I'm going to give this. The, movie yeah, there was
2: a joke in there. I guess it is a comedy, isn't it? The polar, <laughs> the polar bear joke. said it twice, actually.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a solid for a summary movie. Seven point four. All right. And
3: time for me to finish it up. I'm going to come to the lowest of all of us. I was going to come in at a 7. Now, I like this movie. I enjoyed the thrills and chills that I got while watching it. Um, I didn't totally understand the direction they went with it. Um, I guess it was because I did kind of know the story of it. So as I was watching it, I was like, I'm confused. I thought this was supposed to be more about how the Russian government didn't communicate and misled the wives of these sailors who tragically died. Um, like, that's weird. Why did they, why are we sitting here on this boat watching people who are going to die in like just a couple hours? And they kind of stretched that out in kind of a way that they made it very strange. I thought they, I, I think I agree with Brom that probably this has been the most successful in kind of expressing that, um, that kind of the feeling of the, ho- the home, the people who are home kind of wanting answers or information about those that are trapped in the submarine, but I feel like they could have done that in a way that was even more um, impactful because that is truly the impact of the story, is kind of how they were misled. And it ends up being kind of a minor part of what we were shown, uh, even though I think the most powerful scenes, the two most powerful scenes in the film, are both of those. But we really focus a lot on, on the people in the submarine when the reality is, it, the, the truth is that they, they probably didn't survive very long at all. Um, and so it really was more about it wasn't necessarily about whether they could or could not have been rescued. The, the, the fact is they probably couldn't have been, um, just given all the facts, but more about the fact that the Russian government tried to um, not give out the information to the people who probably deserved to know what was going on. And so I don't know. I, that kind of like spoiled it for me. And maybe knowing the knowing the story made it, made it so that it didn't work, work as much. Um, for me, so I think I agree with Zach in, in the fact that like knowing more about it probably isn't isn't the best for this movie. Uh, better to go in fresh and just kind of enjoy it more as a fictional depiction of an event rather than like a historical perspective or whatever. Because even the bu- even the book isn't isn't much about that the, the fact whether they could be rescued or not. So. That's my know, take on it. I do think there's a
2: kind of tenuous term here, though, in some capacity, because we yeah. we don't really know what the truth is, just because right. of the nature of what you're talking about. How we you been but, misled? But that
3: that was a big part of the book, because a huge part of the book is kind of the scientific basis Gets for why it, he okay. believes that what had happened. But what what he believes happened, even according to the book, is they survive for six to eight hours, which wasn't even like by by the time the first. Time they were rescuing from the deer or trying their first rescue, it was like thirty six hours later or something. Okay. So I mean, they would have been they would have been dead for over a day by the time they got down there. And so, uh, I, I, you know, even even the even the most um, kind of ambitious estimates would have said they maybe could have survived a day. But it was it, obviously we saw what the submarine was like. It was very difficult to imagine that they would have been able to survive for very long in a submarine that was that damaged. But anyways, I mean, this is all kind of besides the point in the end. I mean, I think as a movie, and why I still give it a 7, I think it, it's very good, and it's intense, and you get some really good scenes with those families. And uh, what's her name? Leah? Seydoux. Leah Seydoux. Yeah, she was really good. I really, I, I think she was very impressive uh, in her role. So maybe that's part of it as well. I was kind of wishing that she had more of a role, um, because I think she gave the two best scenes in the entire movie. And yet she only really got two scenes to do it. Um, And then, yeah, as as Kyle mentioned too, you have someone like Colin Firth who basically doesn't get to do anything. (laughs) So kind of strange in that regard. But yeah, that's mine. I come in at a seven. Lowest of the bunch, but still a solid score and I think an overall solid score for the movie.
0: Yeah, overall we're coming in at a 7.77. So it is a good rating. Certainly higher than what most of the other people are saying about it. Right. Oh, it's well, I worth that, watching. That was one thing I did want to
3: mention. Is that probably like you guys are saying, "Oh, it's because American audiences." I think probably that low IMDb score is more having to do with, with Russians Russian
0: ratings on the uh, on IMDb. So now we need to fight Russian bots on IMDb. Yes, probably. <gasps> Wikipedia now, IMDb. What's next? The world. Great.
3: Um, all right, should I get into some trivia and stuff? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blast. It. I'm gonna blast through this. So Vladimir Putin was supposed to be a character in the um, film, but they cut it even before they cast the actor. So they originally the idea uh, was that it was you know, supposed to be mostly about the politics as kind of what I'm saying is like, that seemed to be the focus of the book and what you would naturally think the focus of the movie would be. But Luc Besson decided to shift the story to the re- the possible rescue mission rather than that portion of the story. And so they cut Vladimir Putin from the, from the script. It was interesting because I don't think he's ever been de- depicted in a major film like that. So it would have been kind of an interesting thing to have an actor portray Vladimir Putin. Um, and it's kind of the theory, conspiracy theory with that is that they didn't want to get hacked, so they cut uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, and one of the things that's actually kind of interesting is that Putin was depicted very favorably in the book because he had just become the president of Russia at the time the disaster happened, and his father was a submariner. And so he even did like a lot of stuff on the ground uh, with the, with the um, rescue and stuff like that. Like He was in press conferences and doing like, a lot of stuff because um, his father was— A submariner.
0: Now, Uh, was this about the same time where he was, you know, shirtless with the leather vest type Putin? Probably, I think. I mean, it was only eight months. Yeah, he had only been president for eight months. I think that's around the time when he was shirtless on a horse. Did he also let a tiger out of a cage at that time, or was that a lot later? I think I, I remember something about that. It's probably around the time you're thinking. (laughs) okay All right. I'm gonna look it up I'll let you guys know
3: okay Uh, so this is one of Michael Nyquist's final film he died of lung cancer in 2017 a month before shooting was finished although he had already completed all his scenes um Interesting just to the people who kind of helped with the film. One was Robert Moore, who wrote the novel. David Russell, Commodore British Royal Navy, who I think he was the one who uh, Colin Firth was uh, playing. And then the submarine expert, Ramsby Martin, who also advised for the book. And then uh, several scenes were filmed on a real submarine that were redoubtable. It's a uh, French submarine and now a museum. And they Didn't really want to use it because French submarines look much different than Russian submarines, but they were able to make enough modifications to make it passable for a couple of the kind of long shots they wanted to do, uh, kind of going through the corridors and stuff like that, these tracking shots, uh, to make it kind of usable for that. And then it was originally supposed to be like a purely American film with American cast. And so Rachel, Rachel McAdams was originally supposed to be Tanya. But when they seriously, yeah, in when they this sh- movie? Yeah, when they shifted over to being more of a European cast, they changed it. And then this might be of interest to you guys, a video game, Kursk by Jujubee, B was released on October 11th, 2018. Ooh. What? By uh, Jujubee? Yeah. So, be ready for that. And then no one no one was going to oh, do Oh, dude, it's 90 per- Is it
0: 90% off right now? Probably everything's 90% off right now. It's a dollar <laughs> Oh yeah. On what Steam? Yes. Look at I don't even. What is this? Yeah, You're in like up. a ho- hotel. All right, Weird. we're getting it. Whatever. What, what's it called? Steam. Just
1: that's it on Steam. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, and then do, do people want to do a Jeopardy real quick?
1: I, I haven't Let's experienced this Jeopardy yet. I want Let's to do it.
3: Okay. So which ones you got? You get to choose a category. You either get to choose the category. A watery grave. And Alex said at that point, we'll name the vessel, you tell us where it lies, or the type of transport.
0: I vote for type of transport, but...
1: I don't
3: care. Type of transport. Okay. Type of transport. Kyle, since you were the big-time loser last time, you get to go first. Great. Uh, 200, 400, 600, 800, or 1,000? 1,000. Let's go. Let's do it. Named for a New York City borough
0: president, the Guy V. Molinari. That's that's it? That's the only thing I've got? You gotta tell us type of transport. A blimp. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what is a blimp?
3: Mm-hmm. Um... So, who, how do we decide who goes next? Let's go, uh, Zach. Gotta you you, you, you got to buzz in. Oh, you got to buzz in? Who, 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 does anyone want to buzz in for a thousand? Try to steal for
2: a thousand? No. Ivy Molinari. Uh, I'll say a jet.
3: All right. So, Zach, good choice not to buzz in. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kyle, you still got the board. Where do you want to go?
0: Oh, my gosh. I got to try to recover now. 800. What was the a answer? Kursk.
3: Oh, the, it was a ferry boat. Oh, okay. A ferry boat. So 800, the Kursk, doomed in 2000.
0: What is a submarine? Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, move on to some, I'm at negative 200. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going
3: to skip over to Bram. No, oh, wait. I guess either. he- You're
0: gonna make Zach go last, huh? How do we go? Yeah, how do we even I choose? I don't care. I don't know what this is. I mean, I know what Me it either. is, dude. Hey, there's a board game Kursk also here. Sorry, it's off topic, but I should have had someone else pick.
3: It's very much uh, on topic, Kyle. <laughs> Brom Brom, which one do you 600. want? Six hundred. Uh the Southwest Chief and Ethan Allen Express. Uh train. Yes. Zach, two hundred, four hundred, four hundred. hundred. Four hundred. The LZ one twenty nine doomed in nineteen thirty seven.
1: What have the other answers been again? Submarine, so been terrain, train, and submarine, ferry and ferry boat. I'm gonna say airplane.
3: Uh, Damn. Does anyone want to steal LZ 129? Mm, I'm gonna pass.
0: What year was it? 1937. Okay, is a, is a good clue? Uh, I wanna. I wanna say blimp again, but I I don't know.
2: Are you Screw going to or blimp.
3: Right blimp? Blimp is incorrect. Oh, it is a gosh. zeppelin, a different oh, type of that transport. Would definitely that, would definitely kill. that would definitely No, kill. it wouldn't because I'm seeing here right now. So they, they record all of the answers they've given online. Rachel answered, What is a blimp? Incorrect. Therese came in and said, What is a zeppelin and got it correct not corrected Ugh. they would list it if it was corrected too that is that is it. a blimp is not a zeppelin
0: what am i at now negative 600
3: oh yeah you're horrible don't worry about it oh actually wait that's a, that is actually a very important point right yeah because you're now is Zach is Zach still no is Zach still in the lead that's very <laughs> confusing
1: this is all very confusing I missed, now i missed one question for 400
3: yeah i think you're tied right now negative 400 negative 400 negative 600 i think that's right we're all tied. I think so. All right. So who gets to go now? Oh boy, this is tough. Um, <laughs> I guess I've got to go. Brom, defending I guess champion. Be. Yeah,
2: Brom. All right, give me uh, two hundred. The
3: one point seven billion dollar endeavor.
2: The one point seven billion dollar endeavor. Yeah. Uh, I'll say cruise ship. Who wants to steal?
0: Buzz, 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 buzz. Do it. What is a space shuttle?
3: True. And this Ooh. is tied. It's negative 400 all around. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it worked like a charm. So the other, the other category, watery graves, would have given you different ships and where they were resting. So one was Titanic. It would have been Atlantic Ocean. One was USS Arizona. Anyone got that one? USS Arizona. Battleship. Pacific or uh, uh,
0: Hawaii? What,
2: yeah, Pearl good Harbor? one. Pearl Harbor. Okay.
3: Yeah. USS Maine. Remember the main. You got to remember it. That is Havana Harbor because it was part of the Spanish-American War, the impetus for the Spanish-American War. And we have Kursk, and this is actually a very difficult one. Is it the Barents Sea or no? Barents Sea, yeah, but there was a triple stumper in Jeopardy.
0: Really? Yeah.
3: And then SS Edmund, Edmund Fitzgerald.
0: Uh, Lake Erie? That's Lake, Kirk, Superior. Lake
3: Superior Lake Superior Look yeah. at this See, Kylie you should pick this one You would have caught it I should it. have, man What the heck Yeah, you knew all kinds of ones All right So that was our little trivia It was fun It was fun Don't worry about it uh, And so now a little casting what-ifs um, This is The Command So i other ones That were commanding uh, What about Charlton Heston In The Ten Commandments?
0: <laughs> I mean, he's a good ma- Max. What did we see down. him in? Was he in Grey Lady Down? Grey Lady was Down
3: that? is Charlton Heston, yeah
0: at this point, he'd be really old. Yeah, uh, or has he already passed away? I believe he's deceased. Okay. Well, them, I, I said I've
3: said that multiple times in this podcast about people who are still alive. So, uh, what about Russell Crowe, Master and Commander? Also, sure. deceased? No, that's not right. Uh, you want you I'd, want Russell Crowe as as our main man, Macaul? I can see it. Face. Well, wait. Hold on. Gladiator a
0: second. Russell Crowe.
3: Because I got Steven Seagal, general commander, coming up next. So you may want to <laughs> hold, h- hold
0: the phone. All right. There is that one scene where Mikhail has to choke the dude out. Yeah, that's true. And I think Seagal would be funny Yeah, just to watch him do that. and But it like he'd probably muscle. ruin this he, movie, right? He's I just mean, like a side like, periphery
2: honest. character, but then they bring him in like, oh, shit, we need someone that can choke somebody <laughs> out. Get in here. And he comes yeah. in and chokes that guy I up. saw
0: Steven Seagal walking down the street.
3: <laughs> what about Matthew Lillard? I feel like he's a Leo. Matthew Lillard. A he's, in wing, he's, in, he's in Wing Commander. No, Leo,
2: the guy who screws oh. it up. Sorry, you cut out. Uh, Leo, yeah, I could see him as Leo. And then, I don't even know who that is, honestly. You don't know who Matthew Lillard Shag- is? Shaggy from Scooby-Doo.
3: Matthew Lillard is... 13 Ghosts? A National Treasure. So, star egg, Nicholas Cage. All right. Oh, okay. What? Oh, you just looked him up. I thought you got it from me calling him a National Treasure. I was like, I'm not sure how that helped. He's he's the Marlon Brando of our generation, Kyle. Yeah, he's amazing. Okay. (laughs) Then what about uh, Ed Harris? Now, he was in a film called Demanding Commander he played a demanding commander commanded to reprimand a Randy rebel commander. Uh, he landed near a Randy, a manned command post and demands the command to be handed over. But the Randy <laughs> commander demands he unhands him and the misunderstanding. He simply planned to expand the bandstand causes bland. It's a bit canned and ham fisted, but I'm brand for a demanding commander film, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's happening. Right now? Was it Start the sequel? To, was it the sequel to V for Vendetta?
3: It was a demanding commander <laughs> starring at Harris.
2: Uh, Ed, Ed would be—he would have been Vladimir Putin.
3: I—I I was gonna say it. I actually—I had that already written on my thing. I said Ed Harris, he is Vladimir Putin.
0: He does have that kind of look, you know. It's
3: true. He's Putin got that look. Put, he's got that Putin look. That's what they always say. They say Ed Harris, he's got that Putin look.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs>
3: that's what they say. So everyone's saying it. All right. That's it. That's all I got. I talked for an hour. It's fine. All right.
1: Good
2: job. Good job, Jamie. Proud of you. We're not doing news, right. right?
3: No, we're not doing news because because Zach found a news article about Kursk that was I mean, lame.
1: I, I'll do a quick one. I got a small okay. one. Okay. Um, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's from navalnews.com um, by Xavier Vavasour. How the coronavirus is impacting Europe's main naval shipbuilders? So this is just a short little article that was uh, released on March 13th that just talked about how, you know, the um, – uh, it, because of the virus, because of the shutdowns, parts aren't going um, – aren't getting into their naval yard in order for them to uh, build these Isaac Pearls, these Isaac Peral class S-80 type submarines in its shipyard I guess right now. So – these, um, uh, they're currently building these. They're supposed to launch in December, 2022. Um, now there's, you know, now they're worried that they're not going to be uh, able to meet that deadline. So there you go. Good stuff. There's no phantom zone, Jamie.
3: Oh, sorry. Well, uh, one of the things is with the phantom zone and we can do phantom zone real quick is that last week with Wolf's call, I did my first ever phantom zone using kursk slash the command, and so we kind of already just did it so it wasn't particularly interesting
0: oh okay yeah i
3: just i just went through it yeah but you can still put my theme you can still put my theme song in there
0: yeah and then just use talk about how it's not actually could
3: you put it in a second time right now
0: okay yeah we'll do that great thanks okay brahm do you have a countdown for us
2: tonight i do have a countdown tube three ready to fire sir Commence the countdown Five, four, three, two, one. some would say it's the final countdown for Max von Sadow. Uh, some have called him the greatest actor of his generation which is very high praise I would not say that but he was uh, he was a uh, tremendous actor. Uh, had a very prolific acting career, and we are going to honor him tonight with a few Max von Sydow fun facts. Uh, just four of them tonight. Uh, I don't know if he wasn't a very fun person, uh, but his facts weren't super enthralling. But regardless, we will still honor him anyway. Uh, he did He did tend to play, you know, some very serious... Uh, characters. He played a lot of villains. I guess that could be fun fact number five is that he actually was frustrated how he was almost always typecast and offered all these roles to be uh, sort of the craggy, uh, cant- cantankerous villain uh, peering through his uh, uh, heavy sunken uh, eyes with uh, um, that, that he's, he's got that unique look to him although he has played a few good guys as well, and we'll get into those with the, the fun facts here. So number four, we're going to go with uh, Max von Sydow. Uh, had a 70-year career. Uh, he never retired from acting, and he appeared in over 100, 150 films and television series.
3: Wow, one hundred you say over hundred That's a lot.
2: Over 150 films and television series, yep. Yeah. Number four, he was nominated for two Academy Awards for, I think it's Pele, or it might be Pell, uh, Pele the Conqueror, uh, and another Academy Award nomination for Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. I think that was the 9-11 yeah. one.
3: Yeah, that was the one that was later. The other one, I, I don't think I've ever, ever, ever even heard of. That's crazy.
2: It's an older one, yeah. I think he said it was his favorite film, too. Uh, He was also nominated for two Golden Globes for Hawaii and The Exorcist. He played the titular Exorcist. Uh, He also was nominated for two Primetime Emmys for Red King, White Knight and Game of Thrones. He unfortunately never brought home any of this hardware, though. He won some uh, uh, awards abroad, but never won any of the uh, major American awards. Number two, Von Sadow is one of very few actors who have played both God and the devil at various points in his career.
3: That's right. He played dead devil in one of the famous uh, Swedish films, right?
2: I thought about writing down the names of the movies. I'm like, nobody will even care. But here's mm-hmm. Jamie. Ignar. <laughs> <a>, seven <laughs> seven Seal.
3: Seven Seal. Didn't he, play, didn't he play the devil in Seven Seal? He might have played the devil at the movie multiple I'm
2: times. right now. Uh, 7th yeah, Seal. And uh, he played uh, God. I think I think they're giving him a credit because he was Jesus in uh, one of his er- very early Never films. Never
3: mind. He was a medieval knight in Seven Seal. I he was like, maybe the devil.
2: Number one, though. That's a fun one. Most fun fact, and that's why I ranked it number one. He turned down the opportunity to play Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Wow. Pretty big role to turn down. And he turned down the titular Dr. No in the 007 series. Wow. But fear not, he, Bond fans. He say. would later become Bond's arch nemesis, Ernst Stavro Blofeld in Never Say Never Again.
3: Right. I was going to say, because I, I just saw um, I think I even maybe used that in one of the uh, Phantom Sons.
2: I will add a uh, a 1A... Uh, to this, he was actually in it, in one of his films, one of his early ones. It might have been even, uh, I think, the one that he played Jesus in. His two uh, supporting actors that he was in with it, so all three of them played the character Ernst Stavro Blofeld in a 007 movie. Pretty wild. That is pretty wild. But those are my Max von Sydow fun facts. Rest in peace, and our condolences to the von Sydow family. Should be very proud of the accomplishments of Von a uh, Tremendous actor. And a good friend. Good friend. Friend of the show. Wish we could say that. We gotta get somebody on here. We gotta have like a legitimate friend of the show. I feel like one of these actors and one like a like a terrible movie. We gotta we got to befriend them. We can't, like, lead
0: off with that. We can't say, hey, you're on (laughs) a terrible movie, and we think we can get you to be on our
2: show. I'm sure someone would be – that would be the most fun friend of the show and guest is someone that can uh, have a laugh at themselves and come on the show.
0: Yeah,
3: we just got to think – got to rack our brains and see if we know anyone who's in a submarine movie. Literally anyone. Michael Dudikoff. (laughs) We know him.
0: Well, we could. We could try
1: to. That's true. We could talk to him. We reached Michael out to Dudikoff. enough people. We could get one.
0: Yeah, let us know, listener. Who do you want on the show? Michael Dudikoff. Sound pretty good. Did you just say so? Our listeners
1: are going to be able to pick anybody from any movie we've ever reviewed, and that's yeah, who they and could- We got
0: okay. and we got to get. Them.
2: <laughs> I tried to get. Ah, uh, uh, what's her name from uh, Up Periscope? Oh, yeah, that's right. Or down periscope rather,
3: and from turbulence, she was in turbulence too, and Dumb and Dumber, right? Not tur- so she wasn't in turbulence too. Obviously, she was in turbulence as well.
0: Uh, but she. Thank uh... you for clarifying. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, we got some Zach facts. Zach facts, it's Zach facts. When you're going you go down, get down, down, some down. Zach, Zach, Zach facts. Zach facts. <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> when you're going down, Subversion remix got three facts for you which which number would you like first number two really i was gonna go one just to really Really? like come on oh it's gonna stick stick it to him he's making me pick all of a sudden no i'm gonna pick one for jamie being a smart ass all right no just kidding jamie (laughs) fact number one Out of the 71 children who survived, only three would grow up starring in step-sibling fantasy porn. What? Good lord,
3: man. Wow. I was confused for a second, and now now I understand what you were saying. At the end of the
0: movie, it said 71 children were left. Now I'm disgusted.
1: But they grew up. Right? This is... That was a legal Zach (laughs) fact.
3: Jeez (laughs) Louise.
1: Number two, Netflix, you guys kind of talked about this. Netflix is releasing a sequel, but you were wrong. It's actually about the wives and it's called the command Dress, And they're going to go back down together to recover the bones of their husbands. But things don't quite go their way.
3: Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Is it a comedy?
1: It is not. It's a horror film. Oh, Oh. We're talking <laughs> werewolves? <laughs>
3: Ed, 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 <laughs> Harris, Ed
1: Harris is just sweeping
3: the floor at, of the oh, submarine when they get on there. this is where
0: he's the serial killer janitor.
3: Serial killer janitor slash werewolf. That's right.
1: Fact number three. Um, the director... He's a safety nut. So he wanted to uh, make sure all these action scenes were um, going to be as safe as possible. So he shot the entire movie um, at first with all mice in place of the actors.
0: <laughs> He's going to do the entire right. thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Imagine
0: <laughs> hmm. that movie with uh, Steve Carell, Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah, like how he
1: dressed up the mice. <laughs> <laughs> this was the director dropping mice in a submarine, putting it down in the water, and he just left them.
0: No, oh, not savage. I'm not
1: saying the director to see what abuses the- animals, but I'm just saying, you know,
0: yeah. No, so did he just recreate what the mice did? When they were down there and they had one leader mouse who was like, I'm going to swim down through here. to no, Try to save us. We didn't yeah. do that. In his
1: interview on Conan O'Brien, he said all the mice ended up tearing each other's heads off. So. Oh, wow. He could not use that footage.
3: Hmm. Somber end to Zach Fox. That's it.
1: Hmm.
3: So, guys, I did send you, I did put something up on. Our little thing. Do you see the Jungle Cruise poster? Yep. Do you see the boat? Do you see what's following behind it?
2: Oh, shit. We got a submarine submarine. in a Disney film with The Rock. Zach is at half chub right now, I imagine. It's full. Full chub.
1: chub. It's like a sausage link down there.
0: Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at macestudios at gmail.com.